Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Energetic Education Podcast. And today we are talking about using dice to engage students. And I suppose a big reason I really wanted to talk about this was that um, dice are so easily available at all schools. Um, I guarantee that every room will already have them or they'll be in your storage cabinet or they'll be, they'll be somewhere. So after this episode, I'm going to give you my top three activities and you're actually not going to have to go anywhere to buy anything. All right, You can use that simple six-sided dice or you can chuck a couple together um, like I have for a couple of the activities and you have got some amazing activities or what you have got as well is a template that you can use for any different subject. And I know for those teachers that have attended my workshops over this year and last year that a lot of the big focus of my morning session is all about using dice cards and uno cards. So this episode is going to be using dice. Episode 27 next week is going to be a deck of cards is all you need. So again, it'll just be all focused on a playing deck of cards. And then the following week, episode number 28 is going to be uno is number one. Okay, so for that episode, you'll just need a deck of uno cards. But back to where I was today and using dice. Now, I love dice and the reason being that students can roll the dice and even if you need to always land on six or number one, it doesn't matter how good you are at sport, reading, writing, spelling, counting, anything, rolling a dice is all complete luck. So what it does, it brings the playing field back down to even. So students that may not feel that they're so good at a certain subject or topic, by adding in a dice, right, it means that it that really all becomes luck. Uh, also, it is a lot of fun and using dice as a resource it makes activities so much more engaging. So I'm not going to ramble on in these episodes. I'm going to get straight to it. I'm going to give you three activities, okay, three different games that I use for dice. And what I want you to do is start to think about how easy it would be to use this template for anything that you were doing, all right? So if you're teaching a sport, a different subject, um, anything you're doing in your class, by using a dice, it makes the activity really engaging and it turns it into a game. Okay, so the first dice game or first dice activity I like to use is marking the roll. Now, I used to find when I was marking the roll that it it would waste a lot of time, okay? And the students would sit there, you'd go through the roll and it, it'd be sort of a, I don't know, a time waster to start the day. So what I started doing is I picked six different, uh, six different categories that uh, all related to a number on the dice. So... I would mark a student's name, so I'd go through the roll, and if Adam, say Adam was first up on the roll, Adam would then roll the dice, and whatever number he rolled, he would have to answer that question for the class. So these questions could always change, um, and depending on what you're doing at the moment, it could be certain things that they're doing, covering in class, what they may have done on the weekend. So what I've done, I've gone and created, and this is a sample one that I have used before. So... For example, if it got to my name, Dale, on the roll, I'd go, yes, I'm here. I'd roll the dice. If I rolled a one, I'd have to tell the class about my favorite sporting team. If I rolled a two, it would be the best holiday that I've been on. Number three would tell the class about my favorite color and why. Number four would be what I did on the weekend. 
Number five would tell the class about a pet or a family member. And if I rolled a number six, I would need to get up and complete 10 star jumps. Okay, so what that does straight away, instead of simply just sitting there and calling out your name, now it turns into a game. It also gets students practicing speaking in front of the class. All right, and a lot of the time it is really simple to talk about your holiday or a sporting team or something like that. So by putting this into a game, it's a really sneaky way of getting students to think about public speaking or to be able to think on their feet and talk about a topic straight away. Now, that is so simple. You can even, what I would do after that is, once I've done that for a week with the students, I would come in and get the students to create the questions. So this week when we're marking the roll, what are our six questions going to be when you roll that dice? So then straight away you're giving students ownership of the game, okay? So it is all about them, it is their questions, and they're going to really love that. So my first one for using a six-sided dice is called marking the roll. Second game uh, is that I use, and uh, this is using two six-sided dice now, and I use this as a fitness sort of game in the classroom. So this is called Dice It Up, all right? Now, what you need to do up on the board, you need to write up 11 different fitness movements, okay? So as a class, you can go through and say, what are 11 different movements? So you might have squats, lunges, push-ups, sit-ups, burpees, all right? And you go through different movements that the students know and write them up on the board. So from numbers 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, okay? Now, what happens is, each group, so you, you split the group, uh, your class, into four even groups. So, for example, if you've got 20 students in your class, there will be four teams of five students. They will need two dice each. Now, they roll both dice, they add up the number, and whatever those two numbers equal. So, if you had a three and a four, it equals seven. You look on the board, seven might be squats. So, as a team, they would do 10 squats. I always make it at 10 reps of the movement. Right. Once they've done that, they get one point for their team and then they roll the dice again. Now, why this game's called Dice It Up and why it gets so much buy-in from the students is if a group rolls doubles, so double one, double two, and so on, they need to yell, Dice It Up! as a team. Okay, And then... All other teams need to stop what they're doing and there'll be some form of penalty. So it might be that they need to do five burpees or it might be that they need to, I don't know, run out of the classroom and run back or or you'll be able to design some sort of punishment for them. The team that yelled dice it up though, they don't need to do those movements. So they can continue on doing with whatever they are doing. At the end of the five or ten minutes, however long you play it, the team who's got the most points wins. All right, you don't need to make it into a competition, but what happens by having the dice it up component is students and teams will want to complete as many reps as fast as they possibly can because then they've got more chance to yell dice it up and basically watch the other team sort of suffer for them getting those doubles. Okay, so that's a really fun brain gym, brain break activity that you can use to start a class or to break up a learning, like if you're working for over an hour, all right, students are not going to be focused, break it up with a five-minute game of Dice It Up in the classroom and the students will be so much more engaged and the productivity will be through the roof, all right? So really simple um, and make it into a game. I always like that. It gets quite competitive and a lot of fun, okay? So instead of doing a basic brain gym activity, make it into a fun team game where they need to work together to try and 
sort of come to a common goal. But I suppose at the end of the day, all you're really doing is promoting fitness and movement in the classroom. Now, my final one today, again, I'm going to use, it's exactly the same concept as Dice It Up, but here we're going to use a daily challenge. Now, I used to teach in uh, the high school setting, so my students were all aged between 16, 17, and 18. Now, what I found is that a lot of these students would walk into the class on their phone, and they wouldn't actually um, say hello to me or you know, engage with other students in the class because they would be distant on their phone. And I'm like, I don't really like this, and I want to get it out of routine. So we made a rule that students were not allowed to walk into the class on their phone, and once they walked into the class... They needed to roll two dice, okay, and basically add those two dice up and then they would get a daily challenge. Now, they didn't have to tell anybody this. They would simply just go about and they'd need to try and complete this throughout the day. So, as I just mentioned, my students were older teenagers. So, these are the challenges that they had to do throughout the day and basically what I was trying to do was make them better people. All right, I was giving them a challenge that they probably wouldn't normally do, but now they'd need to be conscious of it. And at the end of the day, we'd go around and I'd ask, who's actually completed their daily challenge? They'd put their hand up and by after a couple of days, all students were wanting to get this done. All right, So I'm going to read out what mine were. And as you can see, I'm sure you could tailor this for the students you teach. So if students rolled a two, so obviously adding the ones together, they'd need to write a nice message on social media or speak to somebody that they haven't spoken to for a while. So they could use Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and write somebody a really nice message for no reason. Uh, number three would be text someone just to say good morning or good night. Number four, give up your seat to somebody, anybody on a bus or a train. All right, so obviously um, a lot of them travelled into the city in Melbourne on public transport, so to give up their seat for somebody. Number five would be to call your grandparents or somebody close to you and say you love them for no reason at all. Number six would be write somebody a letter, a real letter on paper and mail it. All right, because how often do students actually do that? Not very often. Number seven was open the door for two people for the day. Number eight, and this was the hardest one, but students were actually doing it, turn your phone off for the entire day. And it really, it was really hard for certain students to do this, but they actually did it because it was part of their daily challenge. If they rolled a nine, they'd need to give compliments to three people who were not close to them or their friends, so just people out in the street. Number 10 would do not interrupt when someone else is speaking for the entire day. So this was quite hard for people, particularly if they were quite loud personalities and they wouldn't let people speak, they need to be conscious of that. Number 11 would be introduce yourself to two people you have never spoken to before and try and remember their name. Um, the reason I had this in there is because remembering people's names is a really good skill and I found that a lot of my students really struggled with that, so that's why that was in there. And number 12 was do something new today. It can be anything. Really challenge yourself to step out of your boundaries and do something completely new. Now, as you can see, all of those challenges had nothing to do with what I was teaching the students in the classroom. But what they did have, all right, they had massive, massive repercussions because the students really wanted to stick to them, okay? And they made each other accountable for them. So that's how I've used those 11 different, move, uh, 11 different daily challenges in my classroom. You can obviously change that for younger or for older students if you teach those. But 
As you can see, the three activities, really basic. The first one marking the roll could be used for anything. You just need to pick six activities and they roll the dice. Whatever number they land on, that's what one of the movements was. And I did that for marking the roll. Dice it up. The second activity is an awesome brain gym, brain break activity they can use in the classroom. And then the last one was just a, a way to sort of develop my students, their social skills, because I found that they were really dependent upon social media and their phones, and that they were not actually communicating with each other or myself as a teacher. So that brings me to the end of episode number 26. I hope you've enjoyed three of my dice activities. Um, there are so many more different possibilities and for the people who have come to my workshops, you would know this, but I love using dice. Um, I hope you can give one or all of these games a go. If they work for you or you come up with some even better ones, hit me up on Twitter at Dale Sidebottom. I'd love to see a video or a picture of these games in action or you can simply send me an email at dale at energetic.education. And as I mentioned, I love hearing any feedback, positive or negative. Um, that's why I run this podcast, so I can help teachers around the globe um, on different ways to engage their students. Uh, and hopefully, these DICE activities will be able to do that. All right? Brings me to the end. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be using a deck of cards. And then episode number 28, the week after, we'll be using a deck of Uno cards. So as always, thank you very much for listening, guys. Have a fantastic day. Cheers.